Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Good afternoon. Happy Saturday. You're listening to the Ask Dr. Ernst Show. My name is Dr. Aaron Ernst, and hey, this is a show where pounds are shed, disease is dead, and where you can be set free from your health problems. What a day today. Listen, if I'm coming at you a little hot and heavy, excited, it's because we just finished our New Year, New You, Total Body Makeover live event. Hundreds of people online today, busting body fat, learning a four-week guide to transforming their health this new year. We discussed the top three functional reasons weight loss becomes difficult for most people. Have you heard of this concept of weight loss resistance? I'm doing everything right, Dr. Ernst. I changed my diet in the new year. It's been two weeks and I'm barely losing any weight. I joined the gyms, right? Oh, it's packed. Give it a couple more weeks and guess what? It's going to empty out because most people get frustrated that the gym efforts, the workouts aren't giving them the weight loss results. So what we did was we broke the myths behind weight loss. You can't eat your way into 20, 30 pounds of weight loss. You can't work your way into it with workouts. You have to engage your body's fat burning switch. It's a metabolic makeover. I don't know if you know this or not, but you can burn fat for energy and many of you have just turned the switch off. So we discussed how vagal nerve interference is the number one misdiagnosed overlooked cause and I know what you might be thinking, vagus nerve, like what does my nervous system have to do with my body's weight? Well, guess what? Your brain regulates all organ function in your body, including the ability for you to burn fat for energy. And what I've seen being a functional holistic physician now going on 17 years in the Charlotte area, most people have undiagnosed vagal nerve compression preventing their liver and their intestines and their heart and their body from burning fat properly. Then we discussed the big one, leaky gut, and how if you have this condition, your body's actually going to store fat in your abdomen as a blanket layer of protection. And unfortunately, our medical doctors are not testing for leaky gut. They just don't do it. They'll do endoscopy, colonoscopies, looking for disease but they're not doing functional exams. It could be a parasite, a virus, a bacteria. It could be damage from gluten or your diet, casein from dairy. There's so many things that can cause gut leaks. And we discussed how there's a test that you can do at your house to find out if you have a leaky gut. Thirdly, we talked about this concept of toxin-induced weight loss resistance. Okay, listen, you're gonna learn about this today. Various things we put in our body and on our body could be the very thing holding you back from losing weight because it messes up our hormones. There are what are known as endocrine disrupting chemicals, EDCs. You may know them, aluminum, antimony, arsenic, lead, mercury, phthalates, bisphenol A, dioxins. Okay, there's so many toxins. And then fortunately, again, the average classic primary physician is not doing toxicological testing. So on today's masterclass, we talked about how you can do at-home tests to find out if you're toxic, if your gut's leaking. There are availabilities to do nerve screenings, thermography. There's so much today available for you to become your own doctor and engage in natural healing. And listen, if you're having like the uh, FOMO, you guys know what I'm talking about? 
Oh my gosh, Dr. Ernst, I missed out. Like the fear of missing out. Like, oh my gosh, like I missed it. What do I do? Like, ah, okay, ready? Take a second and do one thing for me. Text the word weight loss right now. If you do this in the next five or 10 minutes, I'm going to send to you a replay link where you can watch the entire event as if you were there today and the same special offers will be available to you right now, but you got to do it now. Ready now? 704-906-2094. Text the word weight loss and ready? That's my cue for my team to say, woo, send them the replay hundreds online. It was a phenomenal event, like probably one of the best I've ever done. And I was even sharing people who had been to my last weight loss event that have lost 30, 50, 70 pounds. So if you're that person going, whoops, I need to do that this year. We're two weeks into the new year and I'm not seeing the results I wanted. Don't give up. Now's your chance. Text the word weight loss plus your name and email to 704 906 2094 and the replay link of today's fat loss, new year, new you 30 pounds in 30 days transformation event will be sent directly to you. All right. Now that that's over with you ready for this, we need to start talking about this common misconception of the types of things we eat that are good for our heart. Okay. As we transition, we're wrapping out January. I know. Can you believe it already? Like it's almost, you know, halfway in February's right around the corner. I mean, I was at Target the other day. They've already got all the Valentine stuff up. The red Stanley, pink Stanley cups, all the hearts and the tinsels and the flowers. So, I mean, we're already starting to think about heart health. So, ready for this? Let's go into the concept. I'm going to burst a bubble here. That the fats you think are good for your heart are actually extremely detrimental and damaging to your heart. Check out this just for the fun of looking at this. Nursing Times had an article not too long ago that says there's no link between cholesterol and heart disease. That's interesting, isn't it? We've always been told that heart disease is because of the cholesterol levels being too high and it causes placking and it causes kind of, you know, a blockage to your arteries. Here's a study that was published. Ready for this? Experts in reviews of clinical pharmacology, LDL cholesterol does not cause cardiovascular disease. Like how much more plain can we be today? This is 2018. Cholesterol doesn't cause heart disease. You know what? I wonder what does. Okay. Maybe it's um, the foods I eat, right? How much cholesterol are in my eggs, right? Everybody's freaking out. Don't eat eggs. Don't eat cholesterol. Dietary cholesterol and the lack of evidence in cholesterol and cardiovascular disease. Look at this. 2018 again. The journal Nutrients, cardiovascular disease is not caused by the types of cholesterol you eat. I'm going to share with you today the hidden, most toxic cause of cardiovascular disease. It is the oils that you use. It is the canola, the corn, the Wesson, the vegetable, the seed oils. And we're going to have to do a little deep dive into history for you to understand this. These oils are so toxic to the human body, yet are not regulated by the FDA under heavy scrutiny because they fall into a category, ready for this, generally recognized as safe or grass with one S, G-R-A-S, generally recognized as safe. And in order to understand that term and what it means and why you can find heart healthy foods full of all these 
very toxic, damaging, I'll call them heart healthy fat or heart destroying fats, despite what you've been told, is because of this loophole that was, I don't say cause, it was just inadvertently there, where we had used these oils for so long before the FDA started saying, okay, we need to create regulations on the types of fats Americans eat. You guys know this, right? It wasn't until 1960 that we really cared about what kind of fat you ate. So if you grew up in the 30s and 40s, man, you were eating lard and beef fat and tallow and, you know, bacon grease. And the interesting thing is cardiovascular disease was rather low in those eras. And I know what you might be thinking. Well, Dr. Arntz, like, did they have the technology we have today to find the heart disease? People were probably dying of heart disease left and right. No, it didn't happen. Okay, so look. We started to scrutinize fats so heavily in 1960, and here's why. Again, see, sometimes you got to go back to the history to realize how messed up our food industry is today and why heart disease is so high and cholesterol is so off balance for most people and cardiovascular disease and diabetes and obesity. It is not what you think. Okay, listen to this. In the 1960s, a group of Harvard researchers paid these individuals who were doing a study paid them off because what happened was in this original study, they found out that what actually causes heart disease is inflammation induced by sugar. And if you want to look into this, I'm telling you, it hit the New York times. It was such a like blow it out of the water in the year 2016, New York times ran an article ready for this, how sugar and the sugar industry blamed fat for heart disease. Ready for this? In the 1960s, scientists at Harvard were paid by the sugar industry. There is a sugar industry. It does exist. You can Google it today. It's basically the people who want to promote the idea that sugar is supposed to be in our foods and we should eat it. Do we have a dairy industry? We certainly do. Milk makes a body great. Where's your milk mustache? All that came from them. The sugar industry wants you to believe that sugar is not the cause of major health issues. It's fats and cholesterols and heart disease. And it was found during some internal investigations that these researchers at Harvard paid and discovered the fact sugar causes heart disease. It causes inflammation, but they just erased the word sugar and replaced it with the word fat. And so therefore, in the 1960s, fat became this like, oh my gosh, if you eat the wrong kinds of fats, like the tallow and the butter and the lard, you're going to end up with heart disease. So what happened? Well, the media started to shift very heavily into what are called vegetable and or seed oils, because the idea was these are supposed to be heart healthy oils. Now, we got to go again, back through just sort of classic history. I don't know if you know this or not. Ready? We as a culture in the United States have been cooking with and using corn oil since the late 1800s. So you would find it readily available. We used cottonseed oil again in the late 1800s. Peanut oil didn't hit the market until 1930-ish, becoming an oil that was supposedly healthy for you to cook with. Safflower oil, 1940s. Soybean oil, mid-1940s. Sunflower oil, mid-1940s. Why is this so important? All these seed oils, which are unfortunately the research we have today shows extremely toxic and very dangerous for us, 
were all used heavily before the Federal Food and Drug and Cosmetic Act of 1938, which is where the FDA said, hey, look, we need to start looking at stuff and seeing if ingredients are safe or ready to be used. So since all these oils were used before the act, they got grandfathered in. They got labeled as generally recognizable as safe grass. Why am I trying to tell you about this? There have been no major studies leading up to that era showing are these actually healthy oils or not. Now, here we are 2023 and we're starting to do studies. And we've even been looking back as far as like the 1950s, and the 1960s to find out like, are these oils really good or not? And I want to just highlight a couple things as we shift into heart health. If you're consuming canola oil, the most popular new seed vegetable oil, you need to know it is not heart healthy. The research shows it damages our body. It has been found to elevate triglycerides as high as 47%. It has been found to decrease vitamin E and glutathione, which is our major antioxidant and major anti-inflammatory. There are studies in mice and rats. Yes, we use animals for animal studies to see what would happen to humans before we throw humans into the study that show strokes are higher, atherosclerosis is higher, placking of the arteries is higher. I showed you earlier, we're now learning cholesterol and fats you eat don't cause heart disease. What it is, is the inflammation that's induced from seed oils, vegetable oils, and sugar. I'm letting the cat out of the bag. Hey, look, if you want some information about all the research behind this, everything I'm talking to you about, I have a new ebook. It's called Heart Disease Heal Thyself. Over the next four weeks or so, I'm going to take you through a journey of how do you clean out your arteries? How do you reset high blood pressure? How do you solve this myth called cholesterol that so many of us have been buying into? And it starts with addressing what are the fats you're eating? And if you think you're eating healthy fats, canola, soy, Wesson, corn, peanut, and you're going to go good for your heart, wake up. The research says the opposite. This ebook is yours for free if you text the word heart plus your name and email to 704-906-2094. Again, heart, your name and email to 704-906-2094. And because our master classes always pack out. Okay, hundreds upon hundreds of people hopping on these. February 10th, I know it's like a month away from today, is my Heart Disease Heal Thyself Masterclass. Today, you get early access. We're going to teach you about how seed oils are causing inflammation and damage, leading to placking, leading to atherosclerosis, leading to stroke, leading to heart disease. And the one switch you need to start with is by ditching canola and seed oils. Trust me when I say this, your heart will thank you a thousandfold over if we get rid of it. Ready? So go into that pantry, find that giant bottle of poisonous vegetable oil that you probably have called canola, called corn, called vegetable, Wesson, you name it, dump them out. And I'm going to show you the oils that actually clean out your hearts, the fats that are good for you, the ones the Harvard researchers were paid to hide. Don't tell the population about these fats. They'll fix their hearts Instead, say that the bad fats, the cholesterols and all this, the beef, tallow, and the butter, these are causing heart disease. No, they're not. What causes heart disease? Inflammation induced by sugar and the heart-healthy oils you've been duped into thinking are good for you. 
the canola, the sunflower, the peanut, this, the vegetable, etc. These are very, very dangerous. Again, I've got all the history laid out for you in my Heart Disease Heal Thyself ebook, and you get free access to our masterclass coming up on February 10th. Text the word HEART plus your name and email to 704-906-2094, and we will send that to you for free today. Okay, listen to this. You know how the whole myth of fat and cholesterol and everything led to this concept of the standard American diet. Ready? High carbohydrate, low fat. And this still plagues so many people today, right? You're out shopping, you see yogurts or cheeses or whatever, and you guys buy the low fat ones, okay? Trust me, I know you do because these are the ones that sell out, okay? We somehow still think if I go low fat, I'm going to be healthy. It's going to help me lose weight. It'll help my heart, etc. But listen to this. In 2017, the journal The Lancet, guys, this is a massively peer-reviewed medical journal, concluded the following statement, and I want you to listen to this. A high-carbohydrate intake diet is associated with adverse effects on total mortality. If you don't understand what that means, it means if you eat a high-carb diet, you're likely to die faster than if you don't. Whereas fats, including both saturated and unsaturated, were associated with a lower risk of total mortality and strokes and cardiovascular disease. I'm going to repeat this again just so you can let this sink in. High-fat diets did not observe any detrimental effects towards cardiovascular disease. And so yet we think, right, if I eat the wrong kinds of fats, I'm going to end up with heart disease. So like my hamburgers and my, you know, coconut oil and my avocados and my butter and all my beef fats, I'm going to die of heart disease. No, watch out. When you replace those with seed oils, which are now being claimed as heart healthy, good for you, great for the environment, guys, it's all a marketing ploy. They create an inflammatory response that is the same or stronger than the sugar connection to heart disease that was attempted to be covered up back in the 1960s by the Harvard scientists. Today, here's the challenge. We scrutinize so heavily anything that's new. If it's a pharmaceutical drug, it has to go through all these trials to find out if it's toxic or not. And just so you know, all drugs are toxic. It's amazing how they're even allowed to be FDA approved. But a lot of food ingredients don't go through that same scrutiny. And because of the fact that seed oils had been in use for so long, they got grandfathered in as what's known as generally accepted and recognized as safe. And this became a problem. We thought they were okay. We thought there's nothing wrong with it. But I want to read to you a couple studies. Some of these are older. Some of these are newer that will show you how dangerous these things are overall. Here we go. Study number one. Have you ever heard of, you probably haven't, but you can Google it, the rose corn oil study. I doubt it. Okay, ready? In 1965, they took a group of people that had already had heart disease and been diagnosed and said, we're going to put you into two groups. This group, we're going to say, we want you to consume corn oil. It's a corn oil study. This group over here, we want you to do olive oil. And this group over here, we want you to do no difference. So your standard diet that we normally do it. They were all asked to eat as much oil as they could and to use it on everything, salad dressings, cooking, all of it. The interesting thing is, most participants had a really hard time getting enough oil. They found that on average, they did about 50 grams a day. Okay, so look, that's really, in today's world, not that much. Now listen to this, ready? 
They followed these people for two years. And the group that ate the corn oil had doubled their risks of death overall. And they were 3.5 times higher likely to have cardiovascular disease than the group that did nothing. And what's interesting is the one that did olive oil had the opposite. They had better outlooks towards overall death and they had less cardiovascular disease. The other interesting thing in this study, okay, because I read the whole thing. Many of the participants had to stop the study because they started having such bad blood sugar levels and sugar in their urine to the point where it was creating levels of damage to their kidneys, <laughs> go figure, that they had to stop the study because they, were, they developed diabetes. Now, the moment they stopped, well, of course, they're out. So they said, okay, stop eating corn oil. Guess what happened? Resolution. The diabetes went away. The sugars went back to normal. And boom, it was such a controversial study that most people have never heard of it because it was somewhat buried. But go Google it. The Rose Corn Oil Study of 1965. Corn oil is a seed oil extremely high in linoleic acid, which is known to be inflammatory. And here's the problem today. Many of you are still eating foods that have corn oil or canola oil or seed oils thinking they're totally fine and healthy for you because they're allowed and they're in the environment of the food. Listen to this one. The Sydney Heart Diet Study. A bit, a little bit old, but you know, it's still available. 1966 to 1973. They took about 500 men and they said, we want you to do one thing. We want you to replace all of the fats that you eat with a safflower oil, which is high in linoleic acid. And we want to see how well you do. Now, ready? Listen to this. The study group that had the safflower oil, high linoleic acid. I'm going to read some numbers to you. This is shocking. 49% relative increased risk of all forms of death. 56% relative risk increase in cardiovascular disease. 62% increased risk of coronary artery disease, i.e. placking in your arteries. So to put this into perspective, the only thing that would be more detrimental than consuming this safflower oils and this linoleic oils would be that of smoking or having severe morbid obesity. And I don't think many of you are looking through your ingredients and going, okay, I see corn oil. I see safflower oil. I see uh, canola oil. Seed processed oils today are known to be high in a specific acid called linoleic. And linoleic acid promotes inflammation. There's somebody texting in to get their ebook. Hey, look, let's uh, use that chime as a reminder to take a moment right now and text the word heart plus your name and email to 704-906-2094. I'm giving away a heart disease heal thyself ebook. It talks about the history of these oils and how they're very detrimental. It gives you the substitutes and the alternatives. What should you use for your fats? the fats that clean out your arteries, the fats that lower your blood pressure and your cholesterol and your triglycerides. All of this is free for you. You just simply need to take action, pick up your phone and text your name, your email to 704-906-2094. The ebook is yours for free and you get access to our masterclass next month, February. It's on the, uh, what is it? The 10th? Yes, Saturday the 10th and ready for this. We're going to blow that one out of the water just like we blew today out. 
just as equally as important as losing weight is our cardiovascular health, right? It's the number one disease robbing people from their life on the planet today, and you have the ability to radically transform that. Yes, you can clean your arteries out. Yes, you can lower your blood sugars. I'm sorry, pressures. Well, sugars are involved too. And you can also lower triglycerides, cholesterols naturally when you become your own doctor and recognize it's not what you've been taught. It's not even your genetics. The causes of heart disease, the tests, and everything you need are in the ebook, Yours for Free. Hey, it's the Ask Dr. Ernst Show. Take a moment right now. Text your name, your email, the word heart to 704-906-2094. And when we come back from this commercial break, more about the seed oils and what they do to us. Why is canola so dangerous? Why is corn and sunflower and peanuts so detrimental? What does it actually do to us? And what are the oils you should be eating to clean out your heart we talk about all that when I come back. Don't go away. The best is yet to come. Good afternoon. Hey, welcome back. Thanks for tuning in. You're listening to the Ask Dr. Ernst Show. Hey, it's a show where pounds are shed, disease is dead, and where you can be set free from your health problems. Today, we're having a rather deep, lively conversation about the fact that you have been lied to when it comes to what kinds of fats are healthy for your heart. What should we eat if we want to prevent heart disease? And I know what some of you might say, like, uh, I have this bottle of oil in my refrigerator or in my pantry that says heart healthy. And it's this nasty, sticky stuff called canola. Okay, look, this is an oil that has been technically around since the World War II era, although it wasn't called canola back then. If you do the research and you dig into it, it was called LEAR, L-E-A-R. It stood for the following phrase, low erucic acid rape seed. Tough, isn't it? Low erucic acid rape seed. Well, considering the fact that in this era of like, you know, mid-World War II, we started finding out that erucic acid is poisonous, toxic, and can cause massive health effects. There was this discovery that a specific flower, the rapeseed flower, has a seed that is low in this erucic acid. And so they started coming up with a chemically industrial way to pull the oil out of the seed. And so here's what the acronym today is. Instead of LEAR, L-E-A-R, it's C-A-N, an acronym for Canadian, O, oil, low, L, acid A. So canola is not technically an anything. Okay, look, look, we have olive oil. It comes from olives. We have walnut oil. It comes from walnuts. We have coconut oil. It comes from coconuts. You guys see where I'm going with this? Red palm oil comes from the palm fruit. It's red and they can pull the oil from it. But if I was to say to you, go out and find me a canola <laughs> and bring it in and let's squeeze it and get oil to come out of it, it doesn't exist because it's a acronym for a process of extracting an oil from a seed from a flower that was originally more or less done by volume in Canada. And so listen to this. In 1975, Canada produced 70, I'm sorry, 95% of the world's rapeseed oil. And it is considered low erucic, so low acid. So they returned it from Lear to canola. Now, I'm going to ask you a question. Would you be okay 
if there was still a small amount of this poisonous oil inside of your canola because the regulation says there can be up to 2% of this erucic acid still in the canola oil today. And the challenge is erucic acid is extremely toxic to human beings. We know it causes inflammation. We know it causes fats to develop inside of your liver, so fatty liver disease. We know erucic acid, it plays around with cognition and brain function. We know it causes cardiovascular disease. It leads to placking and oxidation of cholesterol. Here's where it gets really deep when you do the research on it. Erucic acid induces oxidative damage to LDL cholesterol. And that oxidized LDL cholesterol is what we tend to find in the plaques in your arteries. So it could be said that if you consumed very low to no, zero levels of erucic acid and linoleic acid, which is the other inflammatory oil we find in canola and seed oils, your likelihood of cardiovascular placking and heart disease would be very, very low. And guess what? That's what the research shows. So would you be okay consuming an oil that has 2% poison in it. I doubt you would. But if you're out there cooking with canola oil or seeing it as an ingredient in your food products, it has small amounts of this erucic acid inside of it. Another reason that you should toss to the dumpster and maybe even burn it is that canola oil today is the leading suggested recommended heart health oil simply because it's the newest of the oils to hit the market that are industrially produced. Again, I talked to you guys about this at the top of the hour. In the U.S., we have been using seed oils since the mid-1800s. Cotton, corn, peanut, safflower, soy, all these oils had been used for long periods of time, and they just got accepted as safe because we've been using them for so long. It wasn't until the mid-70s that this canola oil kind of hit the market, and then people started investigating it and seeing like, okay, what should we do? The one study, and this is how canola became like so like, oh my gosh, it's heart healthy, is that it did show in some people a reduction in LDL cholesterol and an improvement in their total cholesterol profiles. The problem was the study itself didn't show any change in mortality from cardiovascular disease. It didn't show any reduction in it occurring. It just simply showed that the oil somehow made the LDL levels and total cholesterol levels go down in a few individuals. And because we thought at the time that high levels of cholesterol meant heart disease, this oil got labeled as being the greatest heart-healthy oil on the planet today. And yet, what I showed you guys at the top of the hour, 2018, the research today says, hey, a drop in LDLs doesn't mean you have a drop in cardiovascular disease. There's a study here showing there's actually no link between your cholesterols and heart disease. So if we use the research of today, the quote benefits of canola oil, they don't actually mean anything for your heart. And listen, if you're curious about how do I lower my cholesterol naturally, how do I get my blood pressure on par naturally, how do I actually truly go after my heart health the right way, why don't you download my Heart Disease Heal Thyself ebook? It's a functional medicine's approach to solving this issue of misinformation about heart disease. It'll show you the leading causes, the real causes. Because people are texting in already. I love this, right? Send your name 
your email and the word heart to 704-906-2094. Our longtime listeners, they already know our texting number. So they're already texting in. So take this moment right now, your name, your email, the word heart. I'll send this ebook over to you. You can pour through. What are the diets? What are the supplements? What are the nutrients? What's the whole myth behind heart disease? And how do you solve this naturally? And you'll get access to the event I'm hosting in four weeks from today, February 10th. It's my live masterclass on fixing heart disease the right way. It begins with cutting out refined seed oils because they are known to cause inflammation, oxidize cholesterols, and lead to the placking in the first place. And as far as diet, we also have to discuss removing sugar. You guys know, anytime you listen to the Ask Dr. Ernst Show, we're going to say wheat is out, sugar's out, refined man-made foods are out, and now let's start focusing on the healing, God-created original oils that actually have the ability to clean vessels and arteries for you. So what we can do is we can get your body healing by itself. Okay, so here, take a moment, text the word heart plus your name and email to 704 906 2094. The ebook is yours for free. The masterclass is yours for free. And I just wanted to share a few things on how seed oils are so detrimental to us. Number one, I don't know if you're aware of this or not, but oils like canola and corn and vegetable oils, peanut, etc., are extremely high in a type of fat called linoleic acid. And this linoleic acid has been shown to actually increase the calcification of your arteries. Now, that would be called atherosclerotic placking or hardening of the arteries. There is a specific, I'll call it, uh, pathway that has been discovered as to how this happens. Inside these oils is a component called dihydrovitamin K1. Not K2, the healthy, but vitamin dihydrovitamin K1. This K1 will inhibit the activation of the K2 that we need to pull calcium out of our blood and put it into our bones to make good, strong, healthy teeth and bones, etc. So when we have oils that are high in linoleic acid and this inflammatory kind of nature of seed oils, what happens is instead of the calcium coming out of our blood, it stays in our blood and it can start to become deposited into your arteries. And here's something unique. Blood vessels are highly concentrated inside of our kidneys, and many people end up with calcium-based kidney stones. So another detrimental effect of consuming seed oils, canola, corn, uh, peanut, safflower, cotton, etc., is that this linoleic acid leads to calcification in the vessels of the kidney, aka kidney stones can happen, and also atherosclerotic placking and hardening of the arteries. If you don't know this, when vitamin K is inversely affected, we also see things like platelet counts going down, testosterone levels going down, the likelihood of having strokes in your brain go up, and yet it is the effect of having too many seed oils within your diet. Listen to this. I talked about it earlier. Linoleic acid, which is the type of acid found in many seed oils, has been shown in studies to increase the likelihood that cholesterol becomes oxidized, sticky, and will adhere itself to the vessels of your arteries. There was a study in 1993 where researchers took 
um, animals, and they said, I'm going to feed them really high levels of the linoleic and the oleic acids. And what they found out is, is that the placking that developed was because there was tremendous amounts of linoleic acid in the diet of these animals in the study. Linoleic acid and atherosclerosis has been known as far back as the year 2002 when studies were done to find out that it increases the oxidative stress and the damage to the vessels themselves. And in 2017, they found out that as little as 18 milligrams of linoleic acid per day can cause fatty liver, can induce a level of what I'll call sort of a diabetes, insulin resistance, and it also lowers plasma HDL levels. Previous studies have shown that it can actually elevate triglycerides, elevate cholesterol, LDL, and cause overall cardiovascular risks to develop. And now what we also know is that linoleic acid shows an increase in overall cardiovascular deaths from all causes. The Minnesota Coronary Experiment was a massive study. Again, I looked these things up because I want to try to share with you the information that has been out there that a lot of times is hidden or you would never know because it got buried. In 1968, leading all the way out to 1973, almost 10,000 people were put into a study where they were fed either corn oils or a corn-based margarine type of uh, butter, right? So the intent was to see if we use these seed oils and these healthy substitutes for butter and lard and fat, what would happen? Okay, well, watch this. There was a zero percent change in overall cardiovascular deaths, no benefit whatsoever. Worst of all, a regressive study was done. So they looked back after the study was completed and they found out that the risk of dying from a cardiovascular event was 22% higher for each 30 milligrams of this oil that you consumed. And by the way, 30 milligrams is maybe like a tablespoon's worth. So the study showed that if you use seed-based oils, you negatively affect overall markers and measurements for cardiovascular health. You increase fatty liver disease. You increase diabetes, causing insulin resistance, and you actually increase the oxidation of calcium in the vessels causing cardiovascular placking. And again, we talked about the ROSE study at the top of the hour. We talked about the Sydney Heart Diet at the top of the hour. These are all studies, though from the 60s and 70s, where they showed if we use high amounts of seed oils, we're going to see a negative effect towards our heart. And this is the challenge I have today. Most heart healthy foods are high in canola oil or cotton seed oil or peanut oil. In fact, many restaurants today are even advertising like, hey, we cook our foods in peanut oil because it's so good for your, no, it's not. It's a lie that we've bought into. All of these oils, seed-based vegetable oils, high in linoleic acid. And here's another challenge. I found some evidence showing that linoleic acid, which is the predominant acid, again, found in vegetable oils, can contribute to overall lack of body health because it promotes the storage of fat. Now, you may know this, visceral fat, so organic fat wrapped around your heart, wrapped around your liver or in your liver, fatty liver disease, leaky gut abdominal fat that's packed into our intestines is known to be a risk factor for the big boys, cardiovascular disease, diabetes, cancer, obesity, etc. 
what they have discovered is that linoleic acid promotes the fat cells in your body to uptake glucose and turn it into fat, specifically triglycerides. Increased body fat in your visceral areas, again, is linked to all of the major inflammatory diseases we deal with today, including obesity. We know that a lot of the vegetable oils that are out on the market today, even though they say contains no trans fats, the moment you heat them, they start to become oxidized, turning into a trans fat. So how can the label say no trans fats? Because in the bottle right there, there's very low levels of trans fats. Again, just like you can have 2% of the erucic acid in the canola oil, which is dangerous, there can be as high as 4% trans fats in a bottle, yet it doesn't have to be labeled saying it's present. In fact, several studies have been taking the oils off the shelves of supermarkets, canola, for example, corn, and soybean, and actually testing the fat to see how much trans fat is present, and it's as high as 4.2% in a lot of the oils on the market today. We know trans fats are very dangerous. They've been linked to all types of inflammatory disorders, and so I'm here to say to you, if you want your heart to be healthy, ditch the canola, ditch the vegetable, ditch the corn oils, the soy oils, all the oils you think are healthy for you, and we want to replace them with heart-healthy oils. Okay, if you want a full exhaustive list of the oils to avoid, it's in the Heart Disease Heal Thyself ebook. You can grab that for free right now by texting your name, your email, the word heart to 704-906-2094, and we'll also get you registered for our masterclass where I will take you through step-by-step what should you do to lower your cholesterol, your triglycerides, your blood pressure, your blood sugar, and solve heart health issues naturally all during a live event that I'm hosting. Today is early bird registration for you to join us for that. Like I told you at the top of the hour, we had almost 700 people online in our event today on how to rapidly transform our bodies, lose weight, and heal. So why don't you get on the list now before it becomes sold out in February? Okay, what are the, the fats that we should focus on, okay? Omega-3 fatty acids, these are extremely healthy for your heart, and they're the fats we find in most fish like salmon and sardines and anchovies. They're also found in a lot of walnuts and or chia seeds, flax seeds, etc. These would be the oils from seeds that you want to focus on. Is a walnut a seed? It is, but yet we extract it directly as opposed to chemically and uh, I'll call it commercially extract it. The cold-pressed sort of natural extraction process is the method you want to go when using oils. When in the correct balance, omega-3 fatty acids actually help to reduce inflammation. They have been shown, ready for this, to decrease the LDL cholesterols, increase the HDL cholesterols, lower triglycerides, and provide an overall better profile of liver enzymatic activity when testing on blood work and also a classic cardiovascular panel. Now, again, the, the challenge is just because you lower your cholesterols doesn't mean you're now in the clear of having no heart disease. We have to look instead at your inflammation, and this is the challenge. Most people never get their omega fatty acids tested. Are there tests that can find out how much omega-3 you have? Yes, 
the omega-6s, the omega-9s. When we consume a lot of seed-based oils, the vegetable-sourced ones, our omega-6 levels go through the roof. And what they've discovered is high levels of omega-6, low levels of omega-3 is the disaster recipe for disease. Now, can we go into the realms of what are called monounsaturated fats? These are the ones that are usually liquid at room temperatures that will solidify when you chill them down. Think olive oil. Think uh, coconut oil. Think things like nut and seed oils, avocado oils, right? You buy it, it's in a container, should be glass, so we don't absorb the toxins from the plastics. And at room temperature, it's a liquid. But if you make a salad dressing and throw it in the refrigerator, it all clumps together. Monounsaturated fatty acids, olive, olive oil, coconut, coconut oil, uh, avocado, avocado oils, these are extremely helpful for your heart. Several studies have shown, again, they produce a better overall cholesterol profile, but more importantly, they improve the function of our blood vessels. They help to reduce the stickiness, which makes your vessels less likely to become clogged and plaqued. They also have high levels of antioxidants, vitamin E, and they don't have that negative vitamin K reaction where we don't pull the calcium out of our blood. Saturated healthy fats, right? Everybody's so afraid. Oh my gosh, it's a saturated fat. Like we should stay as far away from it as we can, but be careful. They're now learning that the food that the animals that ate to create the saturated fat is more important than the fat itself. Saturated fats, of course, are solids at room temperature. So this is going to be typically the fats you find in chicken and beef and, you know, uh, fish and stuff like that, right? These fats by themselves, just so you guys know, make up about 50% of your entire body. You, my friend, are mostly made of saturated fats. So I think it makes sense that we should be eating the fats that we're made of. Now, if you do a chemical molecular study of the human body, it is not made of erucic acid. It is not made of linoleic acid. It is not made of corn oil or soy oil or you know, canola oils. You don't find those naturally occurring in the human body. But when you eat large amounts of them, you end up shifting your saturated fat, polyunsaturated, the vegetable oils, and what that does is it causes cellular inflammation. If my cells have less than 50% saturated fat by volume, they become stiff and rigid and inflamed. And this, my friends, is the root, root, root cause of most people's high levels of inflammation. We think we're eating healthy oils. Margarine is better than butter, so therefore I'll do it. Low fat is the good way. High carbs is the right way. Now be careful. Canola, peanut, safflower, soy, they're all vegetables, they're oils, so they're healthy for me. No, they are not. Your body by design, 50% of your cell structures are made of saturated fats, so we actually need to eat these healthy fats. If you're going to do saturated fats from animal sources, please make sure that the animals have a clean diet themselves. You don't want them eating corn and corn oils. Fun fact, if you didn't know this, in the process of making canola oil, there is this sort of like cake or this pressed sort of material, right? They have to take all the flowers, the rapeseed flowers, smash them down to get the oil extract out. And what's left over is this sort of like sludge. And so they dry it, bake it, cook it. And sometimes that stuff 
ends up in the food processes of the animals that we eat. The pigs, the chicken, even fish are being fed feeds that are high in corn and soy, all the byproducts of us making all these oils. So if I want to eat saturated fats and have them be good for my heart, I need to make sure the animals ate a really good, clean diet. They're not eating corn and soy and, you know, other seed oils. So this is where we go into the grass-fed, wild-caught, free-range beef and animal products. And just for a fun fact, they've actually studied grass-fed beef cleans your arteries out. Corn-fed beef, high in the corn oils because the oils will transfer through to the animals themselves, high in the linoleic acid, destroys our vessels and our heart. So this whole concept of red meat causes heart disease should be relabeled as corn-fed, seed-oil-fed, red meats do cause heart disease, but grass-fed, clean animals and their saturated fats can actually reverse heart disease. This is why we use avocado oil, coconut oil, real, actual butter, grass-fed, beef tallow, the fats from beef. These are the oils that though you might make your mind explode thinking that they're gonna clog your arteries and make your heart explode, actually do the opposite. I hope you found today's show to be helpful, especially as we turn the tide in the new year towards focusing on nutrition, on well-being, on regeneration. You have more control over this than you can imagine. Ditch the canola oil, guys. Highly toxic, very dangerous. If you want more research about it, just go to Google and say canola oil causes disease, and you'll find all the studies and the research behind it. You can go to our website, AskDrEarns.com. Search away. It's all there. Or you could download your Heart Disease Heal Thyself ebook now. Text the word HEART plus your name and email to 704-906-2094. I look forward to seeing you each and every week as we dive into how to solve heart health the right way. And don't forget to join me February 10th at 10 a.m. for the Heart Disease Heal Thyself Masterclass. Thanks so much for tuning in today, guys. Be blessed. I look forward to seeing you each and every week. Happy New Year, and let's continue our health journey.